I have a free hand. <laughs> yes. With unlimited expenses and permission to kill. Hello and welcome to another episode of Kill James Bond. I am Alice Caldwell Kelly, joined as always by my friends Abigail Thorne and Devon. Hello! How you doing? I'm properly excited for this one. We got an English dub for the first time <laughs> in weeks. Drops are back, baby! They're good again! They roast Stilted dialogue, bad dubbing, drops, it's, it's all here, you know? <laughs> I, I miss these so much. Um, so, as a continuing part of our season of Solidarity, where we're not doing any American movies, any Struck movies, Ugh. while the... SAG are still on strike, the WGA have resolved theirs, the actors have not resolved theirs. Mm -hmm. That's right. Uh, we are doing every movie on IMDb's list of Eurospy movies until we run out, get bored, or can't find them. Yes. And this is... <laughs> Oh, you, like I'm, I'm developing a theory here, right? Which is that the better an a Eurospy movie is, the more titles it has. These, yes. these ones, are like, it's got like five. This is this <laughs> is our man in Beirut, secret agent Fireball, the spies kill in Beirut, message from zero seven seven, the spies kill in Beirut. What? And the spy killers as well. Why zero seven seven? Well, yeah. he was zero seven seven originally. Now he's X one one seven for some fucking reason. He's always moving these things around. Um, he's always yeah. going to be a seven another. <laughs> I swear he changes halfway through the film. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to call it Secret Agent Fireball for clarity. This I was what it was most well. widely released under, and the reason why it was I called. Just he does change code name halfway through the. He's like zero seven seven at the start, and then by like an hour and something in, he's one one seven. He's a hundred better. The reason, <laughs> and he's got an X. But the reason why he's secret agent Fireball is because this came out the same year as Thunderball, and they were trying to cash in on it oh, by getting fuck, people really? to watch it out of confusion. Yes, hell yeah. The, there is so little effort. Here. The tagline for secret agent Fireball, right, is this man has no name. He does not even a number. He has two. Yeah. He does. But have in these. his inside pocket rests the face of the world, which is. Baffling, like it. Uh, I love that. Like as a marketing strategy, try and trick the audience into watching our movie by mistake. Like it's such a good strategy. <laughs> so we begin, of course, with w w a traditional. I I'm really like typifying some things about the Eurospy movie here because mm. I want to like make this more like rigid going forward, and 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 you know I think there are ways we can categorize this yes. because now I've seen a few of these. I get the rhythm, right? I mm. get the vibe. Every Eurospy movie begins with a 009 scene. Yes, and we have named this as a concept. Mm -hmm. Yes, a... you look at a guy and you're like, That's he's gonna 009. fucking die. He's he dead. Like his his time is short. That is a spy. He is about to die. <laughs> That's 009. <laughs> It's a sweaty guy, uh, looks a bit like Herbert Lom. We see him putting on a disguise, which is fun, and we are immediately, he looks out of his window, and we see one of the most guys standing doing surveillance I've seen in a Holding minute. Holding the newspaper ass, dude. Yes! <laughs> Incredible stuff. And this guy, this guy's surveilling the flat. 
He has a gun in a side holster under his jacket. Yep. He takes it out of the holster and then puts it down the front of his trousers. And I'm like, why'd you do that? Okay, My notes you know? say weird gun fucker because that's just so <laughs> much more dangerous and stupid. Every every sort of like 60s European movie, all of these guys just had Lugas because they were just floating around. So he has a silenced Luger that he sticks down the front of his trousers. Um, but yeah, so our, our boy 009 leaves the location and these two guys follow him. And we start in with the theme music. And for a second time in a row, the theme music is dangerously cool. Mm, I know. Good. I this is the best knockoff Bond theme we've had in a while. It's like Bond meets The Incredibles. It's like really bassy. It's like I, I had the thought watching this, man, if I ran this through some old synth and then I like exceeded the number of transfem stereotypes you could do at once, <laughs> and I got a letter from the government saying that you can't do that. So can I just, uh, can I just say that I love that we've made James Bond a trans stereotype. Yeah. I love that this podcast has done that. It was easy for us. Yeah. To the point now where if there isn't a trans woman in the next James Bond, it will be weird. It'll be yeah, absolutely. I'm playing the long game on getting cast in that. <laughs> <laughs> the next one's going to be weird, whatever happens. But um, th they cast fucking Brian Cox to do the Amazon Bond quiz. Did you shows. fucking see Christopher Nolan say that his plan for the Bond franchise is to is to do a period piece and set it back in the sixties? I'm like, that was my idea, Chris. That's everyone's idea. Everyone who has had this idea, it's a good idea. Anyway. It's a good idea. So, so 009. They right. should do it, and they should learn about what it's like to be in the 60s from this podcast. <laughs> and this movie. Mm. So he goes through Paris. Yes. Uh, which, 60s Paris, looks like shit. Uh, as ever. That's right. You know? Yeah, um, Paris. Doesn't have uh, the, like, new, new wave-ness to it, so it's just like, you know, there's no New York Herald Tribune lately, it's just like, ugh. Uh, <laughs> you know, wh why is the air full of diesel exhaust? Um, and he goes to, like, this bistro where he meets a woman wearing what I can only describe... As a leather Jamiroquai hat. Yeah, yes. I said this is a frankly stupid hat. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like JK. It's like a leather <laughs> Rasta cap. That's JK from Jamiroquai, not, not Rowling. Yeah, but it's, like a, it's like a Rasta cap, but leather. Yeah, you don't want to get those two mixed up and invite the wrong JK to your party. Fuck. The leather Rasta cap is such an evocative. God, that'd be so hot. <laughs> the BDSM Rasta, yeah. Mm. Sure. The BDSM um, Rasta. <laughs> M stands for Mon. The, I, I tell you what, the BDSM rust is a fantastic hat. Yeah, it's like, a great bit. Does anyone want to try to do what that might sound like? No. Anyone oh, want yeah, to give I'll, it a I'll go? Just, yeah, I'll just. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this this like beautiful woman, like uh, Elena, uh, she wants some microfilm from 009. Uh, and he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't have it. The guy, this guy Polyuski, he has it. I don't know where he is. You know, I'm still working on it. And like visibly like sweating buckets, like, don't kill me. I know I'm in a 009 scene and I know I'm wearing a big 009 button. Don't 009 me. Unfortunately, right it cuts across to a guy who is preparing not a cigarette that kills you instantly. Yes. Yes. But a pipe that kills the you instantly. A pipe that kills you instantly. <laughs> 
honest, I never dreamed to imagine that this concept would evolve. He is, he is holding a pipe and he yeah. puts it up to his mouth in a sort of way yes, he like he's aiming down the sights and then he pulls up a little iron sight out of the yes. barrel. Why does the pipe have a front sight post? I love it so much. So you can much. smoke more accurately. There's no backside. He's not a If that's in your mouth, the, the parallax is going to be fucked. Like, <laughs> shoot the lights. Aiming straight down. Um, <laughs> this guy gets killed. Yeah, he's fucking dead. But the dead. pipe shoots a poison dart. The pipe yeah. that kills you instantly. Because these it. days, all the it. pipes that kill you instantly just have like the accessory rails and like laser points and yeah. shit. On. But this like this conjures the delightful image of like what are this like? Could you get the vape that kills you instantly? Will we ever have mm. that? I hope so. I mean, Will we ever have I, the dip yeah. that kills you instantly? I mean, I think you could just regularly poison dip, and it would kill you instantly. Yeah. Yes. Poisoning a vape, though. I mean, I, I want I want a vape that shoots poison darts in a Bond movie. That'd be great. Yeah. Just sorry, the image of Bond being issued a vape has caused me to sort of like mentally I'm lying it's face down to on the be floor like right now. Fanboy Q does a If any of us ever get to write any part of the James Bond franchise, we have to put in the vape that kills you. Now listen closely, 007. This does contain quite a large amount of nicotine, so do be careful. <laughs> Give it to a Zuma henchman. <laughs> oh fuck it! The I knew the pipe that kills you instantly would derail us for like a period of time. Yes, and I, it yeah, has done. I wrote it down. <laughs> they, they kill the guy, they leave, and then we right? cut mm -hmm. to our Bond, who in this yes. movie is called Bob. No, Bart. It's a really bad dub, and the subtitles don't agree with it. But I swear, on God, this guy is called. <laughs> this man Bart has Fleming. no name. He has two names at least. <laughs> He's got two numbers. <laughs> at least two numbers. Yeah. <laughs> I, Fleming. Let's call him for the sake of argument. Secret wow, Agent wow. Fireball. Secret Agent Fireball. This is uh, Richard Harrison, a man with a fascinating Wikipedia page, mm. and one that made me, reading through it, go, interesting, a number of times, and then update the big document that we have for future episodes. Um, mm -hmm. A man who has done, like, a, a handful of Eurospy movies, a bunch of spaghetti westerns, and then real, like, Z-list stuff in Thailand. It, like... I really want to get to some. Some of them he wrote the scripts for the night before shooting. It's my man is wild working. stuff. Yeah, hell absolutely. yeah, and that's a king. Yeah. Um. So we're introduced, by the way, with the ultimate form of the like, um, you know, projected image of the dead guy, right? Where they just do like a full slide projection of 009 looking alarmed. Yes. Just like, yeah, this guy was terrified. Ooh. Now he's dead. Sorry, actually, we're we're introduced to Bart Fleming as he assaults a redhead. Oh yes. Oh, sorry, you're right. That. Yes, yeah, yeah. He he assaults the redhead, and then he gets the phone call that's like, Come and see Fleming, him. you have to go and like, yeah, do some spy shit. You have to go and do your job. And and she throws a pillow at him on the way out mm -hmm. because uh, women be like that. Well, actually, yes. so so he's assaulting her, and she's like, no, don't. Like, I'm not. I'm not that kind of girl. He then gets the call and goes to leave. And then she's like, wait, I was just kidding. Like, I am, actually. When I said no, I meant yes. Mm. Mm. And then throws a pillow at him. Um, we love it, folks. <laughs> I, I think maybe we don't... We don't, we don't love it. So then we um, meet M, right. who is just entirely... He's like a stock M. Yes. <laughs> nothing to this guy. This guy got punched out of the fucking mold. It's no worries. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and he's <laughs> he, he's got the sprues on him still. And he's like, <laughs> Polyus there's this guy, Polyuski. 
he was a NASA scientist until he defected to the Soviet Union for ideological reasons, which you, you seldom hear about. Yeah, yeah. So he, he was a Polish physicist working for NASA, mm. defected to the Soviet Union, apparently changed his mind, um, and then yeah. fled to Paris. Um, and 009 was his assistant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they have some kind of microfilm containing we know not what, you have to get it. The Soviets are going to be after it too. Well, we don't even know it's a microfilm yet. They just say, "Well, so you know." Yeah, he's got something. Now he's yeah. he's left the he's Soviet Union and he's in Paris, and like, it's a Red October situation because every Russian agent is now looking for this guy. So go to Paris, where we already are. Uh, mm. Find him, and then you know, <laughs> stop them getting the whatever. <laughs> yeah, go downstairs. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> they just killed this guy. Fuck it, you might have had something. All right, mm. best mm. agent, off you go. So the, the, the problem with the problem with this movie is right. The, the the actual plot is so boring that all of my notes are just the entertaining things that happen, and none of the sort of like sinews of what happens. My next oh. note is alarming how much Bart Fleming looks like the young Prince Andrew because like he really it's striking. he does he really does. Um, uh, so we cut to the bad guys, yes, and they we do. are reloading the pipe that kills you instantly mm-hmm. as their boss, uh, who looks like Rip Torn. Um, says we got to get Polyuski. The boss, the boss Yuri Luciano Pigozzi as Alan Collins. This is the type of movie that like renamed a bunch of its actors to sound more Anglo to make it sound like it was really? a higher budget movie. That's, well, that's yeah, such yeah. a shame. Jesus, man. I they, they turned this... Aldo Tichoni into Jim Clay. Ah, Obson Dogna ass. <laughs> Mike Truck ass. My my note just says uh, I will be calling this guy Wide Lenin from here on out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does look like a wide. He just Lenin. looks like yeah. a very wide I Lenin. Called him Rip Torn the entire time. No. Um, <laughs> so so, so there's, there's, there's like three Soviet spies. Yeah. Yes. There's Wide Lenin. Mm-hmm. There's Mr. The, Pipe. The, Mr. 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 Pipe. Pipe. Now my note about Mr. Pipe is first of all he wears a leather trench coat everywhere. Yes. Which is which fucks. Second of all. Mr. Pipe has the most alarming hairline in the world. It's crazy. Looks, it looks like looks the great like... wave of fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't just go up. It goes up on one side and then all the way around into the middle. He looks like oxtail soup. He looks like fucking someone has tonsured him. <laughs> like, What's going on, my man? <laughs> my man is an entirely new orthogonal kind of bald. <laughs> Nobody's gone bald like this ever since. No, no. he bald more different than anyone. Bald perpendicular, like he started from the side. Like now we're here. Um. So there's there's those two, and then there's uh, Elena, Elena, and they yeah, get a yeah, call, um, and then she stops wearing the fucking leather Jamiroquai hat after that one scene. Yeah, she came back point. to the base and I was like, what "The fuck are you wearing?" I love um, that fucking thing. I'm you gonna stuff the body under it. What? Uh, so um, this is the point where they get the call and they get told, "Oh, Agent 077, that's Agent 077 has <laughs> yeah. just arrived." <laughs> And he goes, fuck, it's their best guy. Yeah, he's, they sent their best guy. We better watch out. Um, so, the only lead... Uh, hold on. Zero- <gasps> and for emphasis, when he finishes this sentence, oh, White Lenin yeah. karate chops <laughs> through a board that he has just like lying <laughs> on his desk. See, this is the thing. I remember bits of the movie, and then I don't remember that my next note is in all caps, motivational karate chop. <laughs> Listen, this man can uncle chop. He's setting this up. Mm. He's like, go get him. 
I counted, there are five Uncle Chops, like distinct ones in this yes, movie. Yes. It, is a, it is a buffet of Uncle Chops. <laughs> and so, yeah, he, he's like, he's the best guy. Uh, you know, we gotta be serious about this. Karate Chops. <laughs> Karate Chops for a board that is just like yeah, yeah, yeah. leaning against a brick on his on his desk. So, so, so Bart, Bart, Bart Simpson, 077, has one lead, which is the guy, he knows what hotel he was in. Mm-hmm. So he goes to check in, and he's like, "Yeah, my name is also Dead Guy. Please give me the last guy's room." Yes, and, which is now. interesting. Spycraft. Mm. The the guy on the the desk is like, "Oh, that's weird." The guy who just got murdered had that name too. Um, yeah. It's like, yes, yeah, it's, it's an American thing, you know. Like like there's Mario a lot Rossi. of Bob's and Doug nuts in America. That's every <laughs> American is named yeah. a lot of Todd Gonzalez. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he gets in the room. And surprise, surprise! There is a chair that kind of like spins around. But there's okay. There's a woman in this chair, and the line is perfect, pitch perfect. This is ultimate level suave. Chairs that revolve on their own make me rather nervous. Yeah, what? man, for real. <laughs> Spin. I can't decide whether we score a movie more for Smarm that fails. It's like it's baffling. Like what? Like. Hey, Bart Fleming, we're, we're going to like Olden Towers. Do you want to? I know you're scared of uh, of roller coasters. Do you want to ride the teacups? Chairs that revolve on their own make me rather nervous. <sighs> you're no fun. Head injury Bond arrives at the hotel, <laughs> gives yes. the guy the name of the previous guy instead, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, shit, it's a common name. Fuck it. <laughs> Goes upstairs. He's like, ah, oh, a chair. I'm Are you sorry. drunk, my man? Like. <laughs> Also, the second he starts going upstairs, the guy who's like, that's funny, the guy that was murdered was called the same thing, immediately walks over to a phone and is like, yeah, the Americans are. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of a gimmick. Yeah, like, pretty The bad. revolving chair revolves on its own, but in it, coincidentally, there is sitting a lady. Now, interestingly, mm. like I think in a Bond film, this would have, you know, you get to her room, there's a sexy lady there. This time, she's just a normal lady. She looks normal. Yeah, yeah. She's a normal, normal lady. style lady. Did you catch um, her name, by the way? No. Oh god. Um Her name is Kaufman. <laughs> what? Her that name is Jane right. Kaufman. That can't be no. Yes, Jane? it is. I wrote it down in all caps. Yes! <laughs> oh yeah, well, so she's a Kaufman star, I guess. <laughs> just based purely on having having the same name as the other guy is enough to like no, get I you don't. into the hotel. It's enough to get you a Kaufman star. Um Okay. And she's like, yeah, I was, I was like 009's girlfriend, or whatever. Kaufman stars available in the gift shop. He, he, he like gave me uh, this message, uh, and then as he's about to read the message, of course, Wide Lennon shows up. Wide Lennon shows up. He walks into the room, and this is his line. I have decided to take part in this conversation also. Just <laughs> cool. Idea. <laughs> Signing in. Good morning. I'm now in the scene. So- <laughs> That's such a bad, bad improv way to start. I can't think of a reason for your character to come in. <laughs> just say, I'm what's, just what's my character's to motivation in the scene. Also. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm just. I'm also talking. Um, so, so, so they have a fight. He walks in. And he goes, "Fuck! Did that chair rotate?" Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> They have a fight, right? And this guy, he gets punched into a cabinet and like he keeps punching walls and he punches through the cabinet. And I write down at some point in this, this man's attacks 
are only effective against wood. He his left hooks hit a guy, no problem. It hits a cabinet, it's gone. It's splintered. Agent zero seven seven's in trouble then because his acting is the most right wooden so. we've seen yet. <laughs> he punches a hole in the drywall like fucking Marriage Story. It's wild, and that like it's a good. <laughs> this is such an interesting scene because it's a good, well choreographed fight that is well mm. acted but it's badly edited and it's yeah. so strange to see a fight scene that like the people doing it and filming it know what they're doing but the editor doesn't because mm. so often you go okay it's a bad fight scene and it's badly edited but this is just the editing is bad and it yeah. produces this very odd effect where it's like you know this is. is really good but i can't see half of it <laughs> we're getting we're getting a kind of like very very basic film studies course on like what every person who works on a movie does by watching a movie where only that person doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah, like yeah, last time of. it was like sound design, and we're like, yeah. oh fuck, it's really noticeable oh, yeah. when everything else is competent and that isn't. This time it's the editing where it's like, oh fuck, it's really that's what an editor does. I've learned this for the first time because I've seen a film that's like barely edited. Eventually, um, we're gonna find out what a best boy does when I when they fucking. Oh, why don't they? Do? Shit. Uh, yeah. Mm. So I also so, I want to just really compliment Wide Lenin on leading from oh. the front here because he's mm, doing yeah. the goon work. Yeah, like he's established <laughs> he's as the boss, but he's the guy who reloads he's the gooning. pipe, gives it back to Mister Pipe, and then mm. he goes to the hotel <laughs> and starts beating up James Bond. Serve to lead, you know. He's on some Santa. I'm all shit. about that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, so 077 defeats him, at which point Mr. Pipe enters the scene and is like, I have decided to join this conversation. Sadly, also. he enters with a gun. No. <laughs> yeah. Which, why do you, you have a pipe? Like, you don't, I, I, I guess, well, wait a second, if you have, sorry, if you have the gun, why do you need the pipe and vice One's versa? One business and the like, other's pleasure. Pipe is for stealth. I guess so. Pipe is silenced, kind of. Hard to credibly threaten someone with the pipe. But then he does threaten someone with the pipe! Y yeah, okay, that's fair. He does actually do that. <laughs> if you walk you in just holding a pipe at someone, they're gonna be like, mm-hmm. Um, what? What are you doing? Can you give me a lecture? Like... <laughs> just like pointing, like, listen. Yeah, my, my father is disappointed with me. Um, <laughs> so... But daddy is very proud. Mm. Pipe, Mr. Pipe takes them all hostage. Not White Lennon, obviously, but he he like you know frees White Lennon, and the two of them take them hostage. Um, yes, they get they get them in a car, and all right. You remember you remember a technique pioneered by one Napoleon Solo yes. of always try to escape constantly, <laughs> no matter every... what. <laughs> the yeah. second you have the ability to do so, make an attempt to escape. Yeah, and if it doesn't work, go again. Like, instantly. It's the last thing they'll be expecting. There's this setup here, which is that, like, Fleming is pretty chill, he's pretty phlegmatic, but Jane Kaufman is really upset and, like, concerned and crying. Yeah. And there's this moment where Fleming is reaching for the door handle to obviously try and jump out of the car, and I'm like, oh... He's he's not going to do it because then he'll be leaving her behind, and then he's no, no. he's like no, no, no ah! you forgot. She's not a conventionally attractive Bond girl. She's no. just a normal woman. So what he does, it's secret agent fireball pro tip here. Save yourself. Uh, he just opens the door, rolls out. She gets shot, and he's gone. He does not give yeah, a fuck. Yeah, she she gets shot running, and and Mister Pipe shoots her. I, mm. I I think with a gun, not with a pipe. Um, yes. And and Wide Lennon like remonstrates with him. He's like, "What the fuck did you do that for? Like, there's no there was no reason to do that." He's like, "Oh, oh, I uh, I I was in fear of my life. 
I like yeah. to, had my body cam turned yeah, yeah, off. Yeah, genuinely, it's just like it was. I didn't. I didn't have time to think. <laughs> she was holding a like a strange object. No, he says like I, I acted on instinct. And Wide Lennon uh, kind of like derisively says, "Killing is your only instinct," mm. which is kind of a. There are a few lines in here that sound like MF Doom songs. Yeah. Uh, like now and then, it, it's it's sort of the two. delivery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just before uh, Wide Lennon came in in the earlier scene, she told Fleming to go to Hamburg, and now they learn from her body that next location is Hamburg. Yes, yeah. She just has a piece yeah. of paper that's like next location. He's Hamburg. hiding yeah, in like yeah. <laughs> he's hiding in somewhere called Albrecht's in Hamburg. So the guy he goes to Hamburg wearing a sick, sick coat. leather jacket. Yeah, my yes. notes say sick coat. It's a brown belted leather trench coat with a fur collar. Mm. It, yeah, this it goes fucks. off. Fucks. Um, Hamburg also looks like shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is important. Um, and he he goes to like harass the guy at Albrecht, which turns out to be a tattoo parlor. Yeah. Um, so he threatens to Beneath like the skin pod available on all platforms. That's right. He he threatens to tattoo the guy, but good. Like he mm. grabs the he he tries to make conversation as if he's about to get a tattoo, and then at the last second before the guy tattoos him, he turns the tattoo he does. gun on. Him. He he grabs his service <laughs> weapon. <laughs> <laughs> you can always grab a tattoo as a service weapon. He's like, I'm going to tattoo a dick on your face if you don't tell me where. Yeah, That's what, what he's was he going to tattoo guess. on him? Like, was he going to like do something like inglorious bastard shit? What I love about this movie is that it has a very similar sensibility to me, in that two times someone is threatened by having something vaguely pointed at his eye, and he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa I don't fucking want to fuck with that. Okay, I'll do mm. anything you want. <laughs> automatically, and that is 100% me. And he, he tells him that um, Polyuski is at a place called uh, called the Bikini Ball House, which might yes. not say, that's what I call my new line of swimwear for trans women. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, so, so we go to the Bikini Ball House, and it's got girl-on-girl wrestling. And I write down, Covid-Halber. <laughs> What's really funny about this, too, is that you've got, like, Two women in bikinis wrestling on stage. Fantastic armpit harem on them, by the way. I know this for normal reasons. And in the audience, it's like... Oh, I'm so glad you got That's the most perverted thing you've said on this podcast, actually. It's just casually being like, great armpit hair on that one. Anyway. I I, I can do better. Um, I I trust that you will. Thank you. But the thing is, the audience, right is like 70% women, and they're the only ones who are like visibly into this. Did you get the drop? Oh god, no I didn't. One of the women in the audience turns to the other and says, I'd hate to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I'd hate to do that. I'd hate to do that. (laughs) So Poliuski is hiding in a 1960s Hamburg lesbian bar. Firstly, firstly before we meet Poliuski, we should note, like, okay, so we cut to the bar and it's a sexy wrestling bar. So, uh, I mean, okay, first of all, that's a choice by the filmmakers, but also you, sh- okay, fine, you're setting up the scene, you show us a little bit of the sexy wrestling, it it goes on too long. And this is something that film does- I don't agree. The film does twice. I, I think I this have, is- I could have seen it for, like, longer. Yes, true, yes. that's true. I mean, in a different context, yes. But this is presented for, like, our titillation and our pleasure is- mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, of, co- of course it is. Like, yeah, he, he, where's he hiding out? The fucking Ultimate Surrender Club. Fantastic, great. But, like, it's- what's really absurd about it is the fact that, like, there are basically no men in this and the women are, like, super into it. It, it mm-hmm. fully just, like, it accidentally codes lesbian. Mm-hmm. Like, strongly. And, like, I start thinking about- I was always doing about, that pre-transition. Like, Mm. <laughs> I just start thinking about like how can I hang out in a lesbian bar in 1960s Hamburg? They have this great setup where they're like every table has a fucking ca- like phone in the middle of it, 
and you can ring any other table and they won't know who's calling them. It's like, too many right, get, like do the wrestling thing or do that. What are you going to like call someone on exciting. the phone to talk about the wrestling? Like, <laughs> hoy, hoy. I'm hard as hell right now. <laughs> it's like picking up the phone, like, yo, you see this one's armpit hair? Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to fucking live this down. Um, so we see a suspicious man, a nervous man, even. Um, and he gets a phone call this is probably on his table phone. Yeah. It's like, yo, you see this woman's armpit hair? Also, you have to leave now or you'll be killed. Which he does. He gets up to go. And as he goes, he runs straight into the business end of Mr. Pipe. Pipe. That kills mm. you instantly. Pipe that kills you instantly. The thing is, right, like, I, I'm a slut for novelty, right? The pipe that kills you instantly once, fantastic. Life-changing. The pipe that kills you for one, the pipe that kills you instantly for the second time, I'm done with it. Yeah, no, I need a new it. thing. I need you to have a new thing that kills me instantly. It didn't get funnier. You should have punched it up. They pulled out the little, like, iron sights last time. This time you should have pulled out a little silencer out the front. <laughs> Laser that just would have been funnier. Yeah, you're right. Know. It could have been the pipe that kills you instantly, but you've got to up it. It needs to be, like, you a could, bigger pipe. I need, like, a Sherlock Holmes. pipe funnier yeah, each yeah, yeah. time. He's, he's got the Hans Lander pipe from Inglorious <laughs> Bastards. And he just <laughs> fucking <laughs> goes off like a shotgun. By the final scene, he's got a pipe that's got, like, a fucking shoulder stock and a fucking, like, <laughs> <laughs> He's just, like, reinvented the gun. Yeah. <laughs> it's like blowing bubbles. No, out it's of it. really fun. It's like a pipe. It's got the barrel out the front. It's got the fucking stock <laughs> from the, the like the the mouthpiece is a long pipe that comes into his mouth. <laughs> Just like a little plastic thing. I think we could have. Yeah, it could have gone much yeah, much yeah, further. So uh, yeah. So. Bart shows up at the thing just in time to see the guy get killed, and the Soviets then then try and take his body, uh, but they're prevented by Hamburg's finest showing up. And I lose an hour to researching like 1960s Hamburg emergency vehicles. Uh, mm-hmm. So this is, yeah. the ambulance shows up first, yeah. which is this tiny shitty VW bus ambulance and three guys in shop coats, which is fantastic. I love emergency medicine. You know, pre-paramedics before they invented any of that shit, where it was three guys whose job was throw someone in the back of the ambulance and drive the ambulance. Ideal, mm-hmm. ideal stuff. But then. <sighs> Secret Agent Fireball has such casual disregard for the working man. He holds <laughs> this guy hostage. Like He does. He holds the fucking ambulance driver hostage. I'm also looking at this ambulance right now, and I might lose an hour as well. I've just pulled it up. It's such a beautiful little vehicle. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, but it's yeah, cute. he he like knocks the driver unconscious, which the Soviets would not do because they're good proletarians. And then the cops show up. Now, hang on a minute. I just want to set something up here. Um, so he he takes the ambulance and he drives Polyuski's body away. Um, my notes say, pursued by adorable, shitty police cars. Yes, yes, this was my note. So leave it at that, and then we'll come back to it, because I didn't realise what was about to happen. Okay. Yes. I, I did, because I stopped I, I to research it. I did not, because my notes say, these police cars look like shit. So anyway. They look so funny, and I want one so badly. Yeah. <laughs> Two of the silliest cars in the world. Yeah, so mid-chase, uh, he, he kind of drives into a tunnel for a bit and yeah, temporarily this is, escapes This is also them. weird, because the tunnel has like a car elevator at both ends, and like this isn't something you make up for the movie, this is like a real thing that they have in Hamburg, it's like... Wow, okay. So he, he loots Polyuski's body and discovers a telegram saying, next Loot location is Beirut. Yeah, it just says Beirut. And he's like, mm. all right. Yeah. Um, and then, then, then they cut away to this slightly strange thing, which is um, 
a cop car driving down a ramp and it just like drives into a river pointlessly. And I wrote this down having paused. I, I saw it drive into the water, yes. paused the film, wrote down a cop just drove into a river. Why? <laughs> Started playing the film. My next note says, holy shit, it's an amphibious cop car. This, this was not yes. a kind of like cop suicide. What this is, <laughs> this is an honest to God amphicar. They made these. LBJ had one. He oh, used to prank. He used to prank people by taking them for a drive, pointing it at a lake, and pretending the brakes were out. Like that's it's so funny. The silliest fucking vehicle. It's we just, need it's a- this shit back. We used to have a fucking real country. Brackets Germany, <laughs> but like. <laughs> Amphicars, there used to be a fucking channel crossing hovercraft. Like, what are we mm, doing? Yeah. You seldom <laughs> get to take a weird mode of transportation. Worse. Yeah. So, so I checked into this, right? Because I'm me. This is not only a real thing. Hamburg police, like, they bought these. They they had these for real. There are photos of like Hamburg cops standing up in a car that's in the middle of a fucking canal. In the middle of like a flood, they were the only police in the world who bought these things. That's so funny. And they were used in this movie and nothing else. Never appeared in, in like film otherwise. Why don't wow. we have these? I don't. They just caught them at a really weird moment in their lives, you know, where they were like, "Yeah, no, we have the amphicars. Can we use the amphicars in the movie?" All right, I found an amphicar on on sale here on Classic Trader for seventy seven grand. Bargain. Is that it? Yeah, nineteen sixty seven. God, can you just imagine driving one of those things around London and then just yeah, like I into can. the Thames? Well, it, there's no way it's you, you less compliant to begin with. But yeah. <laughs> the K, the, K, the KJB company car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should. Yeah, then we can. Then we can drive to fucking. It gets sixty hectares on a single Just tank of kerosene, blasting the James Bond theme all the way. <laughs> it looks da, da, like the da, car da. in that. <laughs> it's. I cannot believe. Can this. I get like, it in hot pink? Uh, yeah. Yes, actually, this easily. I would say. Um, this one's in red, but you can repaint it. So, so yeah, the the amphicar like cuts him off at the pass. It like drives over the river in order to like head him off at the other end of the tunnel. But he escapes by virtue of just ditching the ambulance, mm-hmm. getting in the car of the woman in front like an absolute nonce, and going, "Hey, can you just like hide me because uh, charm?" Yeah. Oh my gosh, Dev, sorry to uh, yeah. derail, but Dev <laughs> just sent me a picture of this cherry red, white trim, <laughs> white wall tired yeah, amphicar mm-hmm, yeah, with yeah, yeah. white leather seats. Oh my god. And it's just got one big seat at the back for fucking in. Oh my <laughs> the god. The back has two little propellers at the bottom. <laughs> it's convertible. What cop bought this? Oh was like, my yeah, god! These. This shit's in the Netherlands. Okay, hold this on. This is um, fucking beautiful. Made sorry, in the West podcast Germany. Suspended. Podcast we're, we're, has been we're, we're so waylaid by the yeah, yeah, yeah. Only about three thousand were ever made. Oh my! Ready to drive and sail. Oh my! Yes, god. drive it home across the like channel. Oh, Easy. Yes. All right, we should. She's gonna get covered in turds. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> Listeners, please know, buy me the- this. <laughs> <laughs> buy from me the silliest, first. The silliest cop car. The shared ownership is the only way forward. Yes. You know? It has to be the KJB company car. So uh, funny. But yeah, so so he escapes by like just sort of like getting in a woman's car, which don't do that. You know? Mm-hmm. Um 
He's sort of flirting with her a little bit because she she needs to move forward to let him onto the bridge and close it. She's got a lot of like Pekingese dogs in the back, and he like makes faces at them. I don't know. Mm, yeah. Uh, he so the the cops mistakenly arrest the ambulance driver who he knocked unconscious, which fucking shitty day for that guy. You know, like you just get arrested and hit in the back of the head for no reason. Um, but yeah, the 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 note that he has from his inventory is like, okay, go to Beirut. So he goes to Beirut, and they fly on like you know beautiful, beautiful airliner, beautiful sixties airliner. Um, and two things I know: first of all, the first woman to give me nineteen sixties woman dysphoria is the flight attendant on the like Pakistani Airlines flight here, uh, who is beautiful. And second of all, fucking wide Lennon and Mister Pipe also on the same flight. Uh, because uh, you, you know they got the same information. You got to go to Beirut. Yeah, they chat mm-hmm. as well. Because um, because Fleming yeah. goes up to him and is like, "Yeah, it's crazy how we keep running into each other." And and Wide Lennon is just like, "I will fuck you up." <laughs> yeah, he's just <laughs> like, "It's crazy. We we're in all the same cities now. Here we are sitting on the same flight to Paris." And he he asks him for a light. He do, he does this really <laughs> weird thing where he every time he's talking, his lips are so extended. Uh, he's got like a real, mm. uh, a real pog face the whole time he fucking talks. I don't know how to mm. say that any other way. <laughs> oh, sorry, they're, they're they're not going to Beirut yet. They're going back to Paris. Yes, yes. Because, because he has to check in with M. Yeah, slash and Q. M is like, he, if he, M says some more MF Doom lines, and again, I I reflect the like, you know, fucking the Wu Tang had martial arts movies, Doom had superhero movies. Where the fuck is the Eurospy rapper? You know, like missing a trick a hundred percent because. Every line in here is like, you know, it's it's unspeakably powerful, <laughs> living in that kind of voice. Uh, but but what he gives him is, um, you remember that one kid on YouTube who just fucks with like lasers yeah. all the time? Yeah, I yeah. do. Just, he just gives him a laser pointer from that kid. Mm. He's got a laser pen, uh, a, a watch that that picks up on, it's a tracking device that you swallow an aspirin and then the watch- yeah, stolen from Thunderball. Yeah. Like, um, it, it, it's literally the, like, tracking device thing from Thunderball, except it's in, it's in an aspirin instead of a shoe. And then the gadget pen that detects bugs in your room. So it says, go to, go to Beirut, find Polyuski's contact, who's a guy named Gruner. Yes. Uh, then they have the, like, the, the flight where Wide Land yeah. and Mr. Pine And you are. get told that he has unlimited expenses and permission to kill, which I think was the Again, other Again, sick line, yeah. Then um, we have the scene where he's flying to Beirut and he harasses a sexy lady. Yeah. Yes. He's, he, the thing is, right, he sees this woman and he wolf whistles at her. Um, and she's like, what the, did you just fucking wolf whistle This at woman me? is very beautiful, by the way. And he goes, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's my mating call. And because he is Zap Brannigan. My notes say he sounds like Zap Brannigan! It's, it's uncanny. Yeah, if, I give yeah. you, if I give you the drop, like... When I see a beautiful bird, I just can't help reacting instinctively. That's Zap Brannigan! That's Zap Brannigan. <laughs> Sorry. I find the most erotic part of a woman is the boobies. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. <laughs> Now we know where that voice acting direction came from. Yeah, it's Billy West fucking... watched fucking Secret Agent fire in Beirut. Yeah. It's just Richard Harrison, mm. yeah. He even yeah. looks a bit Zap Brannigan-ish. Mm. 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 So, yeah, uh, my, my next note just says Mega-nonce. Because yeah, Turbo. He, he, try, he tries to flirt with her. He gets shut down. She's not interested. They get off the plane Sorry, together. no, no, sorry. Um, he tries to flirt with her, and she basically is like says, "Please leave me alone. I'm not interested." And he like essentially calls her a bitch. But he's just like, "Are you always so nice to everybody?" By the way, like you'd be better if you were nicer to people. Fuck you. 
<laughs> it's fully like insult yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah, it's so like, and I, I thought we were going to get to Beirut and then it's going to be revealed like, oh, she's his contact. Um, Because like on the tarmac, he's like still flirting with her and she's like, you're stubborn. He says her oh, being stubborn is the only way to succeed with women. And she drops her Wrong. bag in the passport line and a bra falls out and he like guesses her cup size. What? And it's like, oh, it's this is so gross. Shit. Like, but yeah, then, yeah, yeah. But then she gets in a car and drives away and I'm like, oh, is she not his contact? He was just doing no, this he was just to doing a, that. a woman just a random woman like this is just how he operates disgusting yeah i i do know sort of hauntologically that at uh beirut airport there is a direct flight from beirut to jerusalem how those days have passed mm. um yeah actually yeah. about three years after this movie yeah uh so he uh he meets his contact le petit Ah, oh, uh, oh, I am the Lepetit fan 2000 mm, yeah love mm, this guy mm. with my heart okay okay cool. but Yep. Okay, so we so we get to Beirut and we need a we need like our guy in Beirut. <laughs> Stark divide in the podcast oh, between listen. is this guy racist or not? Well we need what? like okay, we need our guy in Beirut. So we need a Karen Bay character, right? So mm -hmm. so, so mm. you couldn't you don't want to get a Lebanese guy? He's just a French guy? No, he's a French guy. Yeah. He's just a French yeah. guy. Classic a French, French cabbie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Sounds One of the like classic I'm... French French cab drivers of Beirut. It's opportunity. Um, yeah. And he occupies the same role as as, as Mr. Somsak in um, yeah. uh, OSS Sandyset. He he's like, you know, local ally. He's also mm -hmm. the guy who says, ah, the famous Agent 117. And I'm like, wait a minute. Hang on a <laughs> second. You fucking changed. Yeah. First yeah. of all, it's 117X. So if I can write that now. <laughs> it was 077 half an hour ago. It was 077 yeah. earlier on. And the guy gets, so he's supposed to get a kind of like smug line that, you know, not at Bond, but he doesn't deliver it very well. So he just says, like, numbers don't interest me, which is really? just yeah. a really funny thing to say. Um, I never learned to read. They're, they're, I never learned to count. They're being <laughs> followed from the airport by like two cars worth of goons. Mm. Um, and Lippity is like, don't worry, I've got some shit up my sleeve for this. Yeah. I am a yeah. shit up my sleeve having motherfucker because. He stops at a red light and the, like he's in a car chase and he stops mm -hmm. at the red light and fucking fireballs like what the fuck are you doing brother <laughs> they're chasing us and he's like there's a red light and then he he opens a little panel on his dashboard and he just does? sort of starts pumping this little uh, like plunger thing and it shoots gasoline at the car behind him the car piss that's right and he takes the cigarette out of his mouth and he puts it into a little shoot. <laughs> When he starts the car, the cigarette shoots out the back, ignites the gasoline, and completely explodes the car behind him. <laughs> I wrote 15 question marks and then the word spectacular. Uh, because it doesn't make any fucking sense, but I do appreciate it massively. Yeah. Is there like a cigarette tube traveling the length of the car? Yes, I guess so. There is and a pneumatic cigarette fucking... uh, tube. <laughs> it's a pneumatic cigarette tube. A pneumatic and, uh, cigarette tube. Yeah, the, sh yeah. the smoking is very bad for you. Cigarette blows your car up instead. Yeah, but then, as they're driving <laughs> away. Then, yeah, no, no, no. He hands him a cigarette and, and like, fireball smokes it and it blows up in his face because it's the cigarette that annoys you instantly. <gasps> this... And he's like, oh, sorry. This is my other stupid cigarette. Yeah, thing. and here's what I. My note is 
He's the cigarette gadget guy that we intimated two <laughs> movies ago. He's the guy <laughs> whose every gadget is a cigarette. We're, we've been given like haunted microphones where the the bits that we <laughs> imagine are then made real retroactively. Like we're they call fucking, him the tobacconist, the page master. <laughs> shit, like what's happening right now? We got the lathe of heaven here for 1960s spy movies. Oh my god! Successfully created in the crimes are coming true. Like, <laughs> of uh, of the this guy, guy who uses cigarettes exclusively as his gadgets. It's really on this guy that we haven't invented the cigarette that's good for you yet. Yeah. He's invented every if other possible kind of cigarette. Do it. But they all—they're yeah. all bad for you. That's the monkey's paw. Yeah. <laughs> you never—you never like hear of an eccentric tobacconist, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Not you seldom hear of a tobacconist these days. Listen, he's weird, but he's good. He's unorthodox. Mm, yeah. There's cigarettes. <laughs> Police believe blood money was involved. So uh, <laughs> we get, he drives him to his hotel, and we get some incredible, like almost documentary, like shots of 1965 Beirut, mm. which oh wow, some yeah. real haunt. D- dudes wearing fezes still, like colonial mustaches, trams. I'm 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 like instantly distracted. Uh, and I'm like, you will never be in like 80s Hong Kong. You'll never be in 60s Beirut. It's bullshit, you know? It's bullshit. Where is my time machine? Also, um, my notes say Beirut, city of people who look down the camera like they didn't consent to being filmed. <laughs> Very much just taking photos of people mm-hmm. on the street there. Yeah, that's yeah. Fine. Some of whom look quite irritating. I firmly believe that that's Photons fine to do. Already went in the camera. Not my fault, mate. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. So, so he checks into his hotel and he uses the fucking little spy pen to detect that there's a bug. And he, like, just like screams into the bug or whatever, like blowing up the headphones in the guy's ears. I guess, like, yeah. ah, shit, what the hell? He yelled into And, and Wide Lennon is there. I think, he, hang on, Wide I think Lennon, this is his line. He goes, Yeah, it is. Oh. It's a great joke because it's an uh, American agent. Nah. <laughs> First of all, fantastic. Wouldn't didn't know why that would be funny yet, but you know, again, the lathe. Second of all, really enjoy the guy. Sergeant is like the Joker. <laughs> yeah, some men just want to watch the world burn. Uh, but second of all, I enjoy the guy moaning in the middle of that, just like uh, he's like the Joker. Ah. Okay. He's doing he's like, ASMR into the microphone. That would have been more unnerving than to yell in it. Just like stop being really <laughs> horny. Oh god! Yeah, you're just like in the room, right? You, you like use your special pen. You discover that they're spying on you. You lean directly over the microphone and you go. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's not the subtlest ASMR. <laughs> and yet, stop you know. playing sissy hypno down it. Um, so then we cut to a bar, and for the second time in the movie, we cut to the bar and like there's a sexy dancer, and it's like okay, belly dancer again. This is like return stuff for pan arabists to be like everyone was wearing a fez. Uh, you could see women's midriffs, you know, and now because of the fucking like Muslim Brotherhood, you can't do any of that shit anymore. You know, and maybe they were right. Maybe, maybe the United Arab Republic. You know, maybe they were cooking with yeah. that one. I don't know. I don't know what to tell. Well, the Muslim Brotherhood, when they set up deliberate, like specifically in response to our invasion of Egypt, am I getting that right? Yeah, but also they're kind of like they were down on the midriff stuff. You know, uh, there's actually a great speech from from NASA back in the day, and NASA was not like unambiguously a good dude, but he was yeah, like, but yeah, they did I, take I, us I, to the moon. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I remember when NASA made that speech, actually. <laughs> Ab- ab- abandoning this bit. Oh. So, 
<laughs> you always you like tiny like <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. So, no, it's just like it, it, it's a real like signal change in like attitude because it's like he's talking to a bunch of like Nazareth like bureaucrats and party officials and stuff, and mm-hmm. he's talking about how like yeah, I, I spoke to the like the Grand Mufti the other day, and he's like, um, you know, why don't you why don't you like enforce the Sharia? Why don't you make women wear the hijab? And he's like, I know your daughter; she's at medical school. She doesn't wear the hijab. Why don't you wear the hijab? And like the entire audience laughs, and it's like. Oh, we fucking we lost that shit, God didn't we? God damn it, man! God fucking damn it! Yeah. So, oh, well. uh, yeah. What fucking happens next? My next note is explaining to the haters what a gun is. That is exactly my next note. So we can only intimate that <laughs> the next thing that happens is the the gun thing. I think oh, you sorry. Have the- next, there's a completely fucking bizarre line because in this sexy bar, Mr. Pipe and Elena are meeting each other, and Mr. Pipe says, "Um." Oh yeah, back in Paris, I killed Fleming's girlfriend off screen. This never so, comes oh, up. Okay. Is a girlfriend? What? Is there a scene cut? No, she, that's how she introduces herself to Fleming. Is as like his fiance or whatever. Yeah. I think he's talking about the, the last scene. Oh, does shot. he mean Kaufman? Yeah, he yeah. means Kaufman. Oh shit, okay. Alright then. Yeah. I, I didn't yeah. even notice the line. Look. <laughs> what happens with this fucking gun? There's a gun. He's got. I mean, he takes the the cabbie hostage. Le Petit gets carjacked. Le Petit gets carjacked. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy puts the gun on him, and he he explains to him. This is a gun. It shoots real bullets. Thanks. Yeah, it's no silly bullshit. All right. There's no fucking There's explosion. Backwards. All right. This is a normal type <laughs> that wasn't gun. This is 007. This is a gun. Shoots real bullets. Hmm. <laughs> Cute. Does it shoot real yeah. bullets? Yes. Yes. So, so he's he's like got Le Petit carjacked. Uh, like two other guys are following him. He's making them follow Secret Agent Fireball, and Liberty's way of shaking them off is yeah. first of all to like uh, break unexpectedly, and then as the guy comes over the like bench seat to perfectly uncle chop him mm. into unconsciousness. Yeah. And then with, with the all, air of a guy who'd done this like a hundred times mm-hmm. as well, like I really enjoyed that. If anything, annoyed that he doesn't have a cigarette for this application, mm-hmm. um, mm. and then to engage in a kind of like car joust. You could just blow the smoke in someone's face. Actually, no, you probably have to breathe that in mm. first. No worries. Carry well, on. so fortunately, there's a guy transporting a big red barrel along. Oh, the the classic red barrel cart. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's that's going to like a centralized red barrel room. Yes. Uh, under a hospital. Um, <laughs> yes. So so he just like. Liberty swerves it, and the guy like goes into the cart, and of course blows up. Yeah, there's another car. Nobody which he then sort of. Hmm. Nobody knows how much anything should explode in this movie. A couple no. of squirts of gas blows up a car. This massive tanker full of kerosene, nothing. Tiny puff. <laughs> no. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so he he jousts the car. He turns he turns the car around. He like turns his like super bright fucking LED headlights that you can't see anything when you drive at night now on. Uh, and the guy swerves off the road, and this is we amazing. get like an all-timer in the genre of thing goes off a five-foot cliff, instantly explodes. Really it good. explodes in mid-air, before yeah. it hits anything. It's like, as it soon as its ex- tires leave the ground, it blows yeah. up, and my notes say, how? Oh, well, you've got to have all four tires on the ground, yeah. otherwise your car explodes. That's the back. classic henchman car, I understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The wheels leave the ground, you're gone. <laughs> so, it's the so, pressure of the car on on the tire that really mm, stops them from just exploding. It's like know? a mine, yeah. Yeah, mm, yeah. Shouldn't have built them like uh, that, but yeah. so so fireball fireball goes to the uh, like this villa, Grun's villa, where the oh, Soviets yes. 
Elena and and Mr. Pipe have beaten him there, and they're they're torturing him, but they're torturing him with a straight razor, and he's sort of covered in blood. And I I just looked at this scene, and I went, man, they're doing a terrible job shaving that guy. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> um, they're not. They're, they're also not doing a great job torturing him. Also true. Like Pipe, Mr. Pipe, the whole time in this movie, it's like, oh, I'm so good at torture. I've got ways of making you talk. He doesn't. He fucking doesn't at all. Yeah. Like he sh- he gives you razor <laughs> really buttons, and then you're like, oh, ow, mm. ow, still not gonna tell you anything mm. though. Um, which like <laughs> we have um, ways of making you talk, Mr. Bond. Ow, fuck off, Jesus. Don't yet know what they are, but ah. I will discover some. I, I, I have this Gillette razors that I bought in a multi-pack and I didn't get any shaving foam. Oh, Ooh. no. The little balm strip will not save you now, Mr. Bond. Um, <laughs> so, so <laughs> they're torturing this guy, Fireball knocks on the door, and in a move that is so insulting for a dude that you already have t- like restrained, Mr. Pipe just fucking Uncle Chops him. Yeah. He's just like, okay, well, yeah. bye. <laughs> um, and and Elena goes out to sort of like play femme fatale. Mm-hmm. She does a good job of this though because she sees Secret Agent Fireball and then pretends to swoon at the sight of a man with a gun, knowing that he's Zap Brannigan enough that he'll like attend to her. Which yeah. he, does. he does. He picks her up and yeah, lies her on the satire. couch. Yeah, she, 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 she wakes up that. and she's like, fantastic line here. I think I need a drink. Would you like one? Thanks. I always drink on duty. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's irony. He is sourced. He's like, okay. <laughs> he is dangerously irresponsible. Twenty-four hours of the fucking day. I uh, respect this so much. Yeah, the last time this guy was sober was in Sunday school. Um, <laughs> he puts so, his arm around her without being invited to. Yes, uh, and and he's like, you know. Again, tries to seduce her, and she's like, oh, no, I'm simply too traumatized or whatever. He doesn't quite try uh, and seduce her. He says, where is Gruner? And she sort of passes yeah. herself off as his housekeeper and said, oh, he's gone. You'll have to come back tomorrow. Um, he completely fucking falls for this. Of course. Of course he does. He drives away. I don't think he ever realizes that he's been tricked, because he's just like, okay, great, I'll come back tomorrow, and then and then leaves. Um, meanwhile, Gruner has died of being uncle chopped and badly shaved. <laughs> for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah, it takes more people yearly than you'd, you'd expect. Mm. The uncle Chop. <laughs> so, so he's driving home, and by the side of the road, he sees the same woman that he tried to nonce in the airport. Mm-hmm. He On the picks plane. her up, yeah. yeah, and immediately, so, so like he he tries to like hit on her again. She's still not interested. She's like, "Take me to the port." So he takes her to the port, and. You think that they're going to do the like Ronin or the like the special tactical unit thing where they're like, oh, someone's coming. We got to pretend to make out, right? Um, yeah. And then oh, he fuck this. Yeah. Does not stop making out. He just actually assaults her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she, so they have to do that as a henchman car drives past. She kisses him to do the the kissing trick. Mm-hmm. She then yeah. pulls away, and he just fully sexually assaults her by like yeah, nice. continuing to kiss her and like she's struggling and he does this until he is knocked out with an uncle chop by her friend she gets out of the car and runs away yes my notes say he deserved this mm. of course he did i mean like it <sighs> at first i thought that the henchman car was also the guy who knocks him out and i was like oh okay this is like a gambit on her part in order to make him vulnerable to getting hit in the back of the head really hard which Complicate would complicate things a bit, but it's not. It's it's like much more simple than that. I had a whole bit here about like uh, the way that the show The Americans does this that I can just like throw in the trash now. Um, yeah, he gets hit really hard in the head. 
this yeah no i firmly believe that she like this is nothing to do with being a spy this is just a normal situation she had him knocked yeah. out because it's the only reasonable way to leave his company mm-hmm. absolutely he, he he's in the hotel the next morning and he comes down to breakfast first of all every woman in this like uh pool area is like looking at this guy back when dad bod and receding hairline was like ultimate level sex symbol. Well, he's also wearing some fucked brown trunks. So do you remember he when he is wearing fucked brown trunks? Do you remember when trunks? Daniel Craig did that bit in Casino Royale where he came out of the trunk the the sea in like tiny blue trunks? Yeah. He's wearing those trunks, but they're brown. <laughs> it's yeah, just not really. good. Also he's yeah. not I mean, he's in like reasonable shape, but like the point of that scene with Daniel Craig is that like he's he was very hot. Like he'd taken good care of his baddie, as the sheep said. <laughs> this buddy. guy has does not. He jogs yeah. occasionally, that's like a it's not impressive. Mm-hmm, yeah. So so he meets Lipperty and he says maybe the funniest thing, because we said brain injury bond earlier. He was like, you know, how how did you make out last night? And Lipperty is like, yeah, I had to kill a couple of people, didn't get to use a cigarette, sucked. How is how how you know, what news you? And the guy goes, Yeah, I was knocked out for five minutes. I'm fine though. <laughs> Don't worry. It's fine. This happens all the time. I was drinking as well. <laughs> friendly medical advice from your friendly podcast, yeah. Kill James Bond. If you are unconscious for Five minutes. That's a long time. That's you. You need to go to the hospital. Yes. Like perhaps even shorter than that. You I know? feel like if That's... you get knocked out and you concretely blank, like black out, go to the hospital. I don't care how long mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah brain this injuries man, sometimes man... take time to manifest. You do not for want the... to be yes. called out for the for the rest of the movie. This man has a concussion. Like. This will explain much of his decision making. Yes, I feel. does not really go to explain chairs that revolve on their own. It's so f- what all this guy <laughs> does is drink <laughs> on the job and get knocked out. My man has no neurons. <laughs> the guy, the guy gets knocked out. The he's next working day, on he's stimulus l- response. That's why he sees that woman and wolf whistles automatically. His brain is like sand. <laughs> the ne- the next day, he's looking at a chair that doesn't revolve, and he's like chairs that revolve on their own. Make me rather nervous. It's like rooms that revolve on their own. <laughs> I was really happy with that. It took me like three tries to get the whole sentence out. It was really nothing good. Nothing from it. I, so, I punched it up. That was the way of continuing the flow ah, of the joke. I thought it was funny. Uh-huh. I, I liked it. it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so he yeah. says in the newspaper that uh, the sexy lady from the plane, her name is Liz, and she is Gruner's niece. She is Gruner's niece. Yeah, it's 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 the man from Uncle thing, but they're doing it with a slightly like reconfigured thing where we don't know that this is the scientist's like sexy niece. My question to you and the world: Why does every scientist have a beautiful niece, daughter, sister, or whatever the fuck? Like, what is it about studying the sciences that means that like you know your someone else in your family is like an absolute smoke show? Is it like some kind of natural law? Like being a Marxist academic means your kids are shit lip? Like what? I, Sadly, I, don't I get think it. it is. Maybe it's, it's just shame. like some people in the family get the brains, others get the booty. Mm. Ah, I you guess know, so. it's very mm. rare that someone in their family will get both. But you know, mm. it does happen. <laughs> God's sake! <laughs> That's why I'm an only child. Um, yeah. So, uh, God, he, d- he deals with this like by going to a. I'm look, literally I'm looking at the movie right now. I'm playing it, so I know what happens <laughs> next. Um, <laughs> on the other monitor, he goes to a psychic. Uh, gives. Um, I, what? Is this a psychic or is this? Hang on, no, wait a minute. What You're is what's the right movie? Deal? No, I got this. Hang on, it's just a woman. 
Yeah, he just goes to see a woman. woman. He bribes a local to tell him that. Sorry, yeah, because he was given giving her money. I thought like she was like a fortune teller or something, but no, no, she she, is just fortune teller coded in that she's got a monobrow. Yes, and a lot of pearls on as well. She is she is a sex worker. I I do so again. The thing of like you know this woman is played for like laughs since the idea that she would like have sex with him is disgusting. But I do appreciate the verve with which she delivers it, where she's like, yeah, listen, if you get bored looking for this like dumb woman, you want something more substantial, mm-hmm. which I like. Um, yeah, he bribes she, her with 20 quid, and she's like, bro, if you're giving me 20, you can give me another 20. I know what you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want it to get lonely, yeah. which is a great line. Um, so, yeah, she gives him a tip on a boat, mm-hmm. uh, and, and he goes to see the boat, and there's a guy there, boat classic man. boat guy, boatman. He's got like, you know, he, he's wearing, you know, uh, sort of vaguely nautical ensemble, you know, mm-hmm. uh, oily leather jacket, things of this nature. Yes. Um, and the guy like, you know, looks at him and goes, oh, okay, uh, have you seen where uh, this woman went, where her boat went? The guy goes, no. He goes, that's funny. I remember you. From Here the ring. Hit, from hitting me over the back of the head so that I was unconscious for five minutes. Which I think is something that you might not remember after. This guy's got such a cunty. Also, you didn't see his hand. Yeah, it's cool. He does not at any point look at this guy's hand. We see the ring because it's put in the frame, but he absolutely doesn't. Yeah, he's like, I remember that ring from your hand when you were beating me unconscious. Oh, I felt a ring on that hand when I I got bashed in the head for assaulting that woman. I just feel like, I don't know. This guy was doing like actual like alternatives to policing, you know. Mm. He was doing community justice, he was and what's calling his in his boys? Yeah, he gets the shit kicked out of him in his own boatyard. Mm. You know, it's fucked up. Uh, yeah, yeah, boat themed fight. Um, uh-huh. uh huh. Pretty weak. Not great. Um, as he's leaving, we get a crash zoom on the two Soviet like goons, and I love it because this is the first time we've seen them in Beirut, and uh. Fucking Mr. Pipe is still wearing a leather trench coat and a fedora. It looks like it's about a hundred degrees. Mm. It's incredibly sunny. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay, I also know is that Le Petit is waiting outside while the mm-hmm. the fight is happening, and he's like throwing imaginary punches while smoking. And then he attempts to make it look like he's just arrived as he comes out. So he like hears <laughs> yeah, him coming, like throws a cigarette, and starts walking towards the door. Just oh, nice. That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, so, character yeah, moments from this guy are really good. <laughs> they're like, oh yeah, they went to the island of something. Yeah, we gotta Atmos. go to this island. Yeah, remember how um, uh, that one Bond movie had uh, the camp and the fights? And yeah, the, like, I remember it. of honor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what the fuck this is this location? I, what, so what happens is he he goes to a camp of minus say <sighs> native camp. Yeah, so fuck it, like, Omar fucking Sharif is there yeah. in his, like, gutra. He's got, like, got the agal on and everything, he's, you know, the headdress. Um, and he's like, yeah, she's, she's like, under my protection. And yes. Fleming goes, okay, fine. I, I will duel you with knives. Yeah, he says, if there, is a, if there is a method in your country for men to settle a difference, then I challenge you in front of your people. Which is just like, What? Again, yeah. really hard MF Doomline. Uh, but yeah, so, yeah. 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 <laughs> the, w- the other thing is, like, it's now almost old fashioned to do the kind of like honor bound warrior culture thing about Arabs. A- again, it's like hauntological now. Because, mm. like, even, in, even when the Bond movies do it, they always have to temper it by being like, surprise, this guy went to Cambridge. Bet you feel racist now, don't you? Mm. Uh, and it's like. Yeah, these dudes may as well be the Klingons. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. 
Um, but so they have a knife fight where they're like tied together at the waist, mm -hmm. which is oh, like I look to see if this is a thing anywhere, and as far as I can tell, it's like this is a Western thing that they've just sort of adapted. Really? Um, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of a lot of places switched back and forth from Euro spies to Westerns. Mm. Mm -hmm. But that it, makes sense. I it guess, sounds yeah. odd to say this sentence, but the knife duel is boring. It and is. The, the boring. reason it's boring yeah. is because. It's pointless. This guy is just a mini boss. He's just here to slow the film down. He doesn't have a character. He doesn't have any reason. He just he comes and goes from the film as soon as he loses and like, you know, Bart spares his life. He's like, "Okay, fine. I owe you a debt of honor. I'll show you where Liz is." He just leaves yeah. the movie and never comes back. Like, I would hate to like owe someone a debt of honor. Yeah. Is the thing. I think it would be really inconvenient. It's pretty easily like discharged a... in this case. Though. I, like, oh, I, was, I was trying to take like a day off and the phone rings like, "Oh, it's my fucking Head of Honor. That's again. my fucking Head of Honor. Christ. What the fuck's up? Oh. I was I was thinking of a lion, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's straight up just like, hey, this guy knows the information that will get you to next location, but he's not gonna tell you until you finish a scene with him and yeah, then you can, gotta do it a, a mid-action sequence. And you could, you need bored. to click the cultural insensitivity of this movie way up. Can you like help me move some furniture into my new house? Like, yeah. So, so yeah, he shows him to 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 um the woman whose name is Liz. Liz. It, 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 yeah, it's Liz, but it, they pronounce it Liz. Oh, uh, Lizzie. Yeah, uh, uh, Liz. uh, Lizzie. He says, "Will you cooperate with me?" She says, "No." You literally right. like have nonced this woman at every possible opportunity. Why would she do you any favors ever? Yeah, like just just in general, just purely in self interest, he would have had. An infinitely easier time were he able to be even one percent normal. Yes, is there so uh, again? Um, what what was the editor cooking? Because she says, "No, I won't cooperate with you." We then cut to the next morning to another location, which is like uh, the Iron Hills outside Mordor, which is we're <laughs> outside somewhere. It's the morning. Bob, yep. Bart, and Liz are talking. She says, "I'm afraid." And his immediate response is, is literally next line, which says, I'm so afraid. He says, can I kiss you again? I'm like, what is happening, man? This is his line um, regarding that. The last time you kissed me, I blacked out for five minutes. Dynamite. Go to brain hospital. damage <laughs> brain, brain damage. 100%. Brain damage editor. But then anyway, um, they're kissing. And she says, um, the microfilm is instructions on how to build an H-bomb. Um, and Bart says, you know, the USA and the USSR already have H-bomb. Um, but anyway, uh, at this point, thank God, Wyatt Lennon and the boys show up to kind of like do something Rescue in the film. The movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank yeah, yeah. God. I was, yeah, my note was just like, where's Wyatt Lennon? I need him back. I'm, I'm fully on Wyatt Lennon's side in this one. Yeah, yeah no same. question. Mm -hmm. So, so, so they capture Lee's. Um, Lennon shoots him, which thank God. Yeah, he tries to escape uh, because again, always be trying to escape. Yes. Uh, never ever let yourself be captured out of loyalty. Always ditch everyone and run. Yes. Um, but as he's like making his way over a ridge line, rookie error, he gets he gets shot. Mm -hmm. uh, and he gets it's winged, and then. <laughs> fucking White Lennon hands so the he hands the pistol back to Mr. Pipe, but the way that he does this, it's a I, you know perfectly ordinary action. He just does like a sick silenced pistol flip for no reason. Yeah, he just rocks. he just like tosses it in his hand. It's like and then like Mr. Pipe is like, should I go finish him off? <laughs> and White Lennon's like, nah, whatever. Mm. <laughs> Gotta go to the next location. Care, to be honest, mm. yeah. <laughs> He's like, don't worry about it. It's fine, probably. 
So, so the next location is they're going to torture for information. You know, he's he's fucking like cracking open a new packet of those uh, of those like best value razors. He's like, <laughs> right. He's like, I'm going to figure this fucking out this time. <laughs> Spooling up this. an escalator. <laughs> like, okay, right. Fucking stay still. I'm going to do the bits under your knees. Um, and <laughs> and wide Lenin is like anti torture. He's he's like. I don't like these methods. They're like unpleasant, you know. Uh, and you, you like answer for her with your life, which is funny because he has already tortured her a bit. Like, he, but he's kind of gone. Okay, that's that's now too much, you know. Uh, in favor of some war crimes, not all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's distancing himself from Mister Pipe in this in a situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah um, you would hate to be distanced from. But of course, mm-hmm. uh, Fleming what? has survived this. He goes to the hotel. Uh, he's all beaten up. The manager does the like the American just walked into the hotel. He makes the phone call, at which point Fleming picks up the phone and immediately ruins the element of surprise that he has by issuing threats down the phone being like, yeah, I am alive. And also I'm coming to your location now. It's like, okay, man, I feel like, you know, you could have done some espionage there. Yeah. So Gruner, who supposedly has survived, gets a message to Fleming that's like, yeah, come and meet me. We'll like sort all this out. Mm-hmm. And Le Petit is like, this is obviously a trap. Fleming, who has been hit in the head very <laughs> hard, is like, yeah, go on anyway. This guy's like rivaling Goku for number of head injuries at this point. <laughs> yeah, no, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> so he so he goes to the thing, and he like, you know, the whole place is deserted and empty. He opens. Oh, is this is this for new location? Really funny little bit of guard banter between the two guards who are there, where one of us oh, like, yeah, yeah. Rune's dead. Why are we still guarding his property? And everyone's like, shut up, it's our job. <laughs> <laughs> Give okay. me the movie about the '60s Beirut cops. You know, it's more interesting than this. Mm. Uh, but yeah, he he just like takes the handbrake off on their jeep, and they have to go chase after. Yeah. So so he he breaks into the 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 villa where he thinks Gruner is waiting for him. Um, and there's just a coffin in the thing. At which point I wrote down, he was a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> just a hard turn into horror. Um, <laughs> but no, no, nothing that interesting. No, Groon calls him on the phone. He's like, yeah, no, there's a dead guy in the coffin, but it's not me. I mutilated his face to fake my own death. And he opens the coffin and has a look and goes, Ugh. which is such a perfect, like, <laughs> I don't know what I expected thing. Yeah. Just like, ooh, fair enough. Also, we know this is a trap because we can hear the guy's voice on the phone and it's quite clearly wide Lennon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this guy that you've spoken to, like, multiple times. <laughs> Anyway, so he says, come and meet me at the abandoned villa that's not a trap. He goes, obviously it's a trap. Wired Lennon and the Why boys... they have to lure him into a second trap? Yeah, yeah, he's already there. He's already trapped. Like, whatever. Um, I'd love to lure a spy into a trap and then lure him into a second different trap. Just for the XP, you know. Yeah. Um, um, anyway. Because we need him to be in the same location as Lee's. Yeah. Um, um, so they uncle chop him and take him... Uh, well, they knock him out and put him in the car and they take him to where Lee's is being held finally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... So again, wide Lenin, honorable communist, is like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to torture a woman. I don't torture you. Mm. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, you clearly, like, oh, he says you're an enemy even, agent. Yeah, and it's barely even torture. Like, you, you're walking around anesthetized by like a huge amount of alcohol and also serious brain injury. I'm not even sure if you're going to feel it, but we are <laughs> still going to like shave your legs the wrong way anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So, but luckily yeah. he has something for this, which is the device that lasers off your own arms. 
Ah, yes, of course. Yeah, we, we, he's, well, so he, he gives Lee's an aspirin with a tracking device in it. Then they, she, she says, oh, um, I don't know where the microfilm is. And then finally she confesses, oh, it's in the heel of one of Polyuski's shoes. Like, so mm. he's been buried wearing it. And they go, right, we're going to go to the cemetery. She takes the pill. And then Bart cuts himself free with the laser pen, which we've been shown can melt metal. Yes, yeah, I'm very, pretty very, sure. He's like aiming this at his own. Like this is a, a fun. Listen, don't talk to me about safely getting shit off of your wrists without cutting yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just, just really gets himself here. Um, mm-hmm. What the fuck happens next in so this what, movie? Finally, oh, we I, get I an interesting twist, next. which is yes. that they dig up Polyuski and they get the microfilm back, and then Mister Pipe, Pipe pulls the reveal. Yeah, he he pulls a gun. On uh, on wide Lenin, and he goes. You betrayed communism. Which, I mean, okay. okay. Every time the Patreon goes up over a certain number, just you betrayed communism. <laughs> it's just it's very funny to be like, no, 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 split the party. You know, mm-hmm. classic no left what. activist thing to be like, no, no, no. You guys are like left deviationists or right deviationists. Mm. Uh, you're gonna get purged by me right now with my pipe. We do yes. kind uh, of find out later on what the deal with this is, but for now it's a little bit mystified. But anyway, so Pipe shoots Wide Lenin and the other two guys, and then him mm. and Elena run with the microfilm. But yes. um, Wide Lenin isn't dead, we see. No, he's just fine. Um, mm-hmm. So they drive off with Lee's, um, and then uh, Bart and Lippity are in hot pursuit. Lippity gets shot. But he's fine. Yeah, I wrote no, and then I wrote that. Oh, yeah, he, he, he breaks off the pursuit to take him to the hospital, which is nice of him. Yeah, it is nice. Uh, and then after that, he steals a Lebanese Air Force helicopter. This is a crazy scene. Yeah, what? <laughs> he just like nicks this fucking Lebanese helicopter, Bro, and the it's guy's on like, an "Please, army base. don't fly my helicopter away. They're gonna be so mad at me." And he's like, "I'm doing. I'm taking this helicopter. It's, it's full of whiskey. I'm as buying well. it on behalf of the yeah. United States." And he's like, "Could I at least have the whiskey out the back? Can I have a receipt?" And he so like looks like, over sorry. at the whiskey and is like, "I'll drink to your health." Asshole. Like dickhead. Ba-da, ba-da. <laughs> Such casual disregard for yeah. the working man. There's no music for like the rest of the film. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. This Get whole action ex- sequence is just like no music. They spend yeah. it all on the helicopter, mm. and you know what? There are some like cool helicopter shots of 60s yeah. Beirut where I'm it's like, uh, this is this nice. Listen, it's so exciting on paper to have a car chase where one of them's a helicopter, but unfortunately, um, they did not have the ability to film this in a way that was exciting. Mm. So it's no. just real. The most exciting thing is that he oh. has to stop and fill up the helicopter. Another An- James Bond joke. Yeah. yeah. Um, Another James Bond joke that he ruins by being slightly too mean to the guy. Mm. Mm-hmm. He calls him good boy. Yeah, he does say good boy to him. <laughs> I don't really know what's going on there. This, this, yeah, it, it, I mean, mm. you know, infantilizing racist, obviously. Yeah. Uh, not yeah, great. Um, so Pipe and Elena get Liz onto a speedboat. They're going to speed out into the ocean and meet a submarine. Cool. Sick. Love that as an escape plan. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Bart flies over them in a helicopter and throws whiskey bottles at yeah, them. Yeah, he just he just so he just goes begby mode. Mm. He just tries to glass them. Like he's <laughs> he just, won't he's shoot just them because he might hit Lee's. Yeah, he's just throwing bottles of whiskey down at them. Mm. Lee's takes the microfilm and just like jumps overboard. At which point, yep, Bart classic. shoots the whiskey and ignites it, and they blow up the boat. 
again, just it's like jump over the side. Yeah, look, it, uh, genuinely, if you burn to death in the ocean, that's on you. There's water. Like, what are you? He jumps out of a moving helicopter at this point, and he's fine. And these two can't jump out of a boat; they just burn to death. Why does he leave the helicopter, which seems I, to be I working? Know, he he leaves like it like flying forwards. It like he does Lebanese nine eleven to some rocks off of Beirut, like. He just like perfectly flies the helicopter into them for no reason whatsoever. I don't know, man. It feels like that helicopter was functioning. Yeah, it could have just had a grab onto the whatever. Anyway, they make it to the they shore. S- they kiss. Yeah. At which point, Wide Lennon is yeah, like, but, uh, "Thank you for delivering Lennon. me the microfilm." <laughs> yeah, 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 that's detente, comrade. Mm. Uh, again, the bo- the Bond movies wouldn't get to this kind of level of uh, yeah. you know. Soviet humor, as song foie. Yeah, it's just uh, it, this the 70s. way ahead of. Well, yeah. So now yeah. we get the reveal, which is that um, Wide Lennon is like, because because Bart is like, why do you want the plans for an H bomb? We've already got the, we've already got H bomb. And then he's like, ah, yes. All along, we've been trying to stop it getting into the hands of those dastardly Chinese. <laughs> like, oh, I see. That's what the betraying communism thing was about. This is after the kind of Sino-Soviet split. For, for a second time, the mm. Euro spy movie is afraid of like China. Yeah. Who, by the way, aren't even in this. Yeah. No. I, I guess Mr. Pipe is just either a member of like the Soviet faction that wants to arm China, or just like in like indirectly a Chinese agent. But like, yeah, no, no, no Chinese guys. Okay, uh, get which the it's one. kind of a mercy considering what the last mm. one did with Chinese guys. Yeah, true. Like, yeah, mm. not great. So then they're friends all along, and uh, fucking Wide Lennon gives them a lift to the hotel, which is kind of him. Yeah. <laughs> just like Pleasant. nothing is uh, nothing is climactic as a spy movie ending with someone getting a lift off their friend. Well, it's actually the final thing that happens is they're on the plane on the way home. Bart and Lee's kiss. Le Petit is alive. He's fine. He's coming back to Paris with them for some reason, whatever. Um, and then it turns out, ah, Bart pickpocketed Wide Lennon. He has the microfilm. Uh, all along, and then him and Lee's kiss, we cut to the outside of the plane, and we get the end card, which is also my review of the film, which <laughs> yes, is just yeah. the word, fine. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah, no, I was so... Because I, I was listening to the dub, I forgot it was, it, I forgot it was in Italian, and it's fine, but no, it's just like... Fine. Like, fine. Yeah, it just comes fine. up and it's like, fine. It's like, right, fine. Yeah. <laughs> That, I mean, done. that is that's basically my review. Yeah, like, I, I don't have any, like, Thoughts left, you know. I reviews the, the head. Really hard. One of the scummiest bonds that we've had in a long time. Like, I don't yeah. like this fucking guy, and I hope that we don't see him again. You know, you you say that, but they did a sequel called, and this is a long list. Killers are challenged. Mission Casablanca. Bob Fleming. Mission Casablanca. Agent zero seven seven. Svita you, Killers. You tried to make Bob Fleming a fucking. You- you tried to make that the name? You didn't even say it in this episode. You told <laughs> me movie. his name was Bart, and then also at another point when he meets Liberty, he's like, my name's, it's, it's like a fucked version of Robert. It's like, Robert, but it doesn't have a T. Like, wh- who is this is Bo- man? What is his Fleming. number? What is in his inside pocket? <laughs> who are these people? <laughs> well, they made Does he this have a head injury or do I have a head injury? <laughs> they made this ne- the next year. So it may not be too long oh, before God. we get to Bob Fleming Mission Casablanca. Bobson Dugnut Casablanca Killer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
I'm, all right. Well, I'm ex- okay. We've we've done some good work today. We're starting to codify mm-hmm. the way these movies are made. We've got mm-hmm. the yeah, 009. We've got the yep. the Karen Bay. Like yep. we've got structure here. We've got the cigarettes that kill you instantly. We we are. The, yeah. They're like foremost experts in Bondology, I think. That's we are. Yeah, we, we are the Institute for Advanced Bondology. We need, mm. to, like, we need to be given an honorary degree. Consultant <laughs> Bondologist. We've done like a specialist course in media studies, so we've only done like one kind of media. Yeah, we all need to get like a film studies degree. <laughs> if anyone wants to like award us an honorary degree. Yeah, is anyone uh, listening has the capacity to award an honorary degree? I think yeah, that would be funny. It would be very thing. funny if I got an honorary degree for this before I got one for Philosophy <laughs> Tube. That would be very <laughs> funny. Speaking of awarding things, mm. we have a science-based system on this podcast to determine exactly how bad it is. It's called the SCUM system. It stands for SMARM, Cultural Insensitivity, Unprovoked Violence, and Misogyny. How smarmy is Secret Agent Fireball? Very. Pretty bad. One of the smarmiest of all time, uh, I would say. And yet, without having many like quotable lines. We get, well, we gave the great spy chase seven. Uh, I think. I think solely for solely for. When I see a beautiful bird, I just can't help reacting. Instead. The music too. The Zap Branniganness. Yeah, of seven this. surely. Yeah, I think so. It's Just absolutely, it's complex. Trying to do so. like an opening line on the last and all you've got is that she's in a rotating chair and you're like, oh, fuck, okay. <laughs> when I see a rotating chair, <sighs> when I see a rotating chair, chair. <laughs> and permission to kill. Cultural insensitivity. <laughs> permission no, to kill yourself, dude. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Granted. Seven. Issuing James Bond the license to kill yourself. <laughs> what do you think okay. a side eye pill is? <laughs> we missed the perfect tagline for this show after like two years. <laughs> it's a bit dark. We we can't license possibly. to kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Cultural <laughs> insensitivity. Just completely dead on the ground. <laughs> The spinning Lord 007. <laughs> when the spinning 007 cle- it's just over him like completely. T- <laughs> uh, those were all the, always the funniest moments of playing Nightfire where you were doing the Bond thing and died and then you uh, you actually got that. <laughs> wow. Anyway. That's cultural, a real Bond shit. Cultural insensitivity. Pretty fucking high because it just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Take- he's not explicitly weird about Beirut, but it doesn't need to be because it's explicitly weird about, like, whatever the fuck kind of island Arab encampment he went to. Yeah. Like, mm. w- what What was going on there? What was yeah. that scene about? Where, where, the guy is credited, by the way, only as Baalbek, the tribal leader. Um, Again, Klingons! Yeah. Is, is, is the dude Arab? No, no his name is Goffredo. Well, so, Baalbek's a, a, a city in Lebanon, isn't it? So maybe it's like just... Someone from the surrounding. Oh, this is this is like New York, the American. Yeah, yeah. Just, it's like that. New York tribe leader, and it's like great. <laughs> well, I wouldn't no, be able to New it's York. It's like Baalbek, comma the tribal leader, not like the Baalbek tribal leader. Really? Like, They've named him New York. His name is New York. Yeah, Baalbek tribal. His name is I don't Phil see a, comma. a. Delphia. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Six or yeah. seven, surely. Okay, what I mean, what's, oh, what's Baalbek I mean, to Be- Baalbek to Beirut is to uh, New York. I don't know Albany. 
Like this is an Albany tribe leader. That's his, but his mm. name is Albany. Yeah, Albany. <laughs> God's sake. Six. 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 Have done with it. Six. Unprovoked violence. I mean mm. he doesn't really I mean he challenges a guy to a duel, which is solving your problems with violence. But Yeah, let's give like, it a couple points for that. It was kinda unprovoked. Yeah, yeah. Other than that though, he doesn't like I mean, unless you count the violence of, you know, sexually assaulting a woman, right? Which has mm. got to bump it up more yeah. again. Uh, we, it's a question of whether we're, we're solely treating that under misogyny or whether we tend to roll that into misogyny, um, yeah. even yeah. though it is violent. Well, the thing is, we've never said that the scum system is, like, you know, uh, good or sensitive. Yes, we did. And it is. Scientific. So, Can we give him a couple of points for threatening an innocent tattoo artist? That's true. Yeah. 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 We've so got to like protect tattoo artists. Four, I guess. It took his service weapon. <laughs> Maybe Dead maybe a bit strong. I, like, sidearm. Yeah. Three. I think Le Petit kills people, but like a lot of it is provoked. You know, it's under threat of torture. Yeah, but he does it very slapstick though. So he do- he does choose to like kick the shit out of the boat guy for information as well. Oh yes, mm. he does. When when actually he completely deserved to have beaten up. Yeah, I think of it four. Yeah, okay. Four? I'll see you four. Yeah, okay. Uh, and then oh boy, misogyny. misogyny. Well, we've Seven. got two on-screen sexual assaults at least. Um, yeah. Pulling a woman's bra out of her bag is like, I know that's not the major thing yeah. here, but it's so humiliating. On camera assault, on camera harassment, on camera public humiliation. Eight? I, eight? Yeah, I could go eight yeah. by all means. Um, that gives us a total score of, I can't do maths. He <laughs> never uh, learned to count. I didn't. Also, Numbers I'm, don't interest me. I'm super. I'm super jet lagged, so I'm going to use the calculator app to add up four numbers under ten. It's just, so fine. I do this as well. Just um, to make sure that gives us a total score of twenty-five. Twenty-five. Wow, a pretty round pretty number. Pretty, pretty bad. This round number. Yeah. Oh, is um, that, so, this is the yeah. worst Euro spy movie we've had yet. Huh. Makes sense. Yeah, kind of is. You know? Do we have? I mean, it's not because FX eighteen is, but yes. like FX eighteen didn't have the opportunities to be bad in the way that this. FX eighteen was only a twenty-three. Was was not a competent movie. Yeah. <laughs> this wasn't either, but I got to see some fucking like amphicars, which is nice. Uh, do we have any awards we want to hand out to anyone? Kronstein, good night. To, uh, Jane Kaufman, she didn't actually obviously. destroy Why? the entire tone of the movie. Her name is her name. Okay, is well, I'm using my veto on that. Um, yes, yeah, <laughs> <Okay>, so- <laughs> We must maintain the sanctity of the Kaufman star. It's only been given out like three times. Kaufman inflation. I think. Yeah. Good night oh, telepathy. Don't Google, don't Google telepathy. Kaufman inflation. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Kronstein, that sounds like a scientific principle. Maybe Google it. I don't know. Kronstein for Mr. Pipe. He goes above and beyond um, for the cause of yeah. communism. Yeah, I, I think that's sure. Shoots his boss in order to I be a better communist. I do want to give a good night celebrity because I like him a lot. I, yeah, I yeah, yeah. Highlight. Um, other than that, no, I, that's about I think it. That's it. That's well, it. That's probably Thank an episode so of podcast Kill James Bond. For listening. That's right. Our next bonus episode, if you subscribe to the Patreon, is going to be. The Conformist finally got around to that. We put it back because of Halloween. Mm. Um, so subscribe to the Patreon. Uh, oh yeah, and we will see you see next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Kill James Bond. Uh, in two weeks' time, the next episode will be. Um, 
believe it is called Shots in Three Quarter Time. This is a German Eurospy movie. We've not had one of those yet. Um, and we're very excited to see what goes on with, with that. But if that is simply too long for you to wait, we do have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash killjamesbond, all one word. Uh, and you can sign up today for as little as £5 a month, and that'll give you access to our entire backlog of bonus episodes, as well as the ones that come out between every free episode. Uh, speaking of, the next one is going to be The Conformist, which I imagine is about a, a European man being sad, and I, I can't wait to watch that. Which is fine. I love seeing a European man be sad. Um, but speaking, of course, of our beautiful patrons, uh, special thanks to our £15 and above patrons, and those are Lobion's daughter, Candy Fox, Freya Aloysius, Gustavo Lira, Jack Holmes, Mike Berg, Hannah Oberhart, Nick Porris, Power Dad, Jason Hager, Nato Mori, George Rohack, Kentucky Fried Commie, Yarrick, Drone Lover, Cohen Enright, Labor Delenda Est, Library Hitman, Beef Crime, Max Gamenhart, Jonathan Gerd, Hell, Jack Drummond, Callum Burney, Kit Divine, J. Martindale, Tarp O, Mothman, Trip, Big Titty Goth Girl, Emery, Steve Widdishens, Forrest Novell, Ozymandias, A Trans Robot, Maeve, Victoria Roth, Just the Worst, J.R. Roloff, Rosie Can't Fail, Sky Leeton, David Alexander, Joyous Uwu, Zan Hutchin, Alaya, Ashes Guinevere, Help, Send Horses and Men, Isopod Gal, Clarification, Ronan, Alex, Violet Cybra, Annie, Ruby, Liz and Ash in Florida, Corvid Cultist, Wolscott, Katie Brobes, Noblesse, Oblahai. <clears throat> Oh wow, do I say Oblah and whatever? John 2089, Connor's cool big sister. I'll get him next time. Varat Sukart, Ramona Random, Seng Chen, Electro the Cyber Puppy, Zoe Shepherd, Lost Pycock, Emily, Queen of Sloths, Grendel Growls, Abigail, Quinn Valeri, Mega Combi, Mortran, Turf Suit Shin, Die Alone, Al Irwing, Philippa Smith, Wolfie, Robert Greensmith, Millie, Finn Ross, Josh Simmons, Lauren Bastin, and Ve Victus. Gildren's Bond is Alice, Abigail, and Devon. Our producer is the wonderful Nate Pathé. Our podcast art is by Matty Lubchansky. Our website is by Tom Allen. See ya.